Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show podcast, and it's a Cubs winner. Six to four over the Tigers, a series win as well in Detroit. And hashtag vibe with us. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, and Mr. Beerbat, Cody Del Mendo down at the end, soon to be Mr. Vegas by the end of the night. But he will start his Vegas vacation by chugging a beer bat with you, a timed beer bat chug with you in a moment. Please uh, feel free to participate and play along with the game. Guess how long he'll do it. And then also take a video of yourself chugging an ice goose island along the way. It's a nice day to have an ice cold goose island beer. Oh, yeah. And uh, feel free to go along. By the way, please subscribe to our CHGO Sports YouTube page. Did we hit 35K now? Are we still? We hit it. We hit 35K. So now we're pushing for 36. So if you would please do that, we'd appreciate it. Tim wants to know where the wool suit is. I did wear pants, but I passed on the wool suit today. Uh, Cody couldn't manage shoes, so he went with slides and socks Mm -hmm. that didn't match. It turns out it was a winning combo. The Cubs are 1-0 when I wear slides. And socks that don't match. And socks that don't match. You're well known fact, he never wears socks that match. That's true. Apparently, he never would have known because he's always wearing J's. Yeah. Never really see the socks. Again, yeah. whatever it takes to manifest wins. I wore slides today. They won. You're welcome. Credit to me. I made it through an hour-long rain delay. If I have to wear slides on the post-game show on Monday, I will. <laughs> Maybe I'll hey, wear slides tomorrow in your honor. Uh, Evil Wax 73 says, big win for the big blue train today and still on pace for what Dan Plezak called for, 8 out of 12. Mm -hmm. But I'd like to see a sweep in Pittsburgh get 9 out of 12. That's really what the goal is. Anything less than that for me, a a certain disappointment. So uh, let's get to the good stuff, and we'll go back to the stuff that was maybe disappointing in this game. Or annoying. For me, the good stuff... (laughs) You know, when they signed Jan Gomes, I liked the signing a couple years ago. Two years, $13 million, averaging 6.5 mil a season for a veteran catcher in his mid-30s who's been a good game manager, just an okay hitter, mm. but a solid major league catcher. The signing certainly didn't get any bells, whistles, fireworks, uh, celebration. But when you look back on it now, in fact... When they signed Gomes, if anything, it got negativity because it got, what does this mean for Wilson? Yeah. It got the Wilson lashback. Yeah. And when I sit here today, sure, it's, it's easy to say it after a game like today when he drives in the game-winning run. But in general, Jan Gomes, to me, that has been an A signing for Jed Hoyer and Carter Hawkins. He, They've had some bad ones. Hosmer and Mancini didn't work. Jan Gomes... A to A-plus for me. Yeah, I mean, he was, yeah, like you said, he brought in, he was Wilson's backup last year, defensive-minded guy, good game manager, that kind of stuff. And even Ross has said at points, like, whatever Gomes, like, you take whatever Gomes can give you with the bat because um, how good he is managing a game, defense behind the plate, all that that stuff. Uh, But, yeah, he's been, like, he he has surprised everyone, I think, especially this year with with the bat. Um, he's not, he's like going into today, I didn't update the stats, but going into today, he was a 99 WRC plus. So just slightly below league average, but considering a lot of the reason why they have him, why they brought him in is to have, be, be the defensive mm-hmm. guy. 
defensive-minded guy and the offense is a bonus. If you're saying a, a league average hitter is the bonus for a guy who calls a really good game, like you're going to take that for if you're the Cubs right now. 270 batting average, nine home runs, and a, what are they, a, a war of 1.3 on baseball reference? 748 Sorry, sorry I know we're an F4 family, but uh, <laughs> listen, I, I mean – <laughs> they, they're putting the value on the defensive side, and he's also giving you offense, yeah. and he's also giving you, again, which we're finding out in this city is very important, leadership. Leadership is important, and the Cubs have many of those guys on this roster. So they may not have the most talented roster, even in the division, but they do have some leaders, and I think those leaders on and off the field are keeping them in this race for a playoff spot. Jan Gomes up to 100, by the way, WRC+. Plus. So you, you are getting a league Corey average confirmed hitter. confirmed in there. There you go. Yeah. Did he? Uh, yeah. And <laughs> Luke, he also confirmed an that we're a Fangraphs War family. Um, Says the Fangraphs. Except for Stuck, Actually, apparently. he needs a uh, comma in there. I don't know if family, I don't know comma, come on. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that also, you family, know. Family, comma, you, come on. Otherwise, you also know Luke family, just goes on. on to Google, types a guy's name in, and then hits the first link that comes mm-hmm. up. So, uh like there's something we wrong all know with stuck, that. stuck, Google, stuck, stuck. War. Uh, like there's something wrong with that. He just googled war at first, and then he was just getting like a bunch of World War II articles <laughs> and, and got lost. So then, yeah. then Baseball Reference came up, and that's where he got it. Anyway, anyway, I remember the war. Anyway, uh, yeah, Jan Gomez, man, this, this guy. What? Like we came in the year with just like very low expectations for him at all. Like he's kind of quietly been a leader in the clubhouse, like Luke said. And, I mean, at the beginning of the year, I did the whole bit on Twitter of tweeting out the combination of home runs Cubs catchers have comparably to Wilson Contreras as, like, a joke just to rile people up. But it's like the the entire, like, between him, Barnhart, and Amaya, I know Barnhart's gone now, but, like, between him and Amaya at least now, like, they've been as good as you could have asked – considering what the expectations were coming the year. I mean, we didn't even think we'd see Amaya, but as far as Gomes, like he's been, like this team would not be where it's at without him. He's Not only has he been great defensively and a great game caller behind the plate for a lot of the pitchers, he's also got huge hits time and time again in big games. You know what I mean? And he did it again today uh, when, the, when the Cubs faced adversity. And that's something that, like, the one thing that I have noticed from the Cubs all season is when things feel like they're about to fall apart, something happens. Like, whether it's they had come off a bad loss and you feel like they're not going to win a series because they have to play a good team. Remember when they got swept by the, by the Reds at home? Then the Rays came to town. They somehow managed to win two or three. Like, there's been many moments like that just in terms of, like, getting wins. But, like, in this game in particular, you have a 4 nothing lead, you blow it, and even though it is the Tigers, I don't know about y'all, but I'm sitting on the couch and I'm stressed out because it's like all I can think in my head is we're about to really lose two or three of the Tigers on the road. And they get that inning going in the eighth. And with two outs, Jan Gomes pulls that ball out to left field and, like, drives that runner in. And I just feel like he's been in a lot of those types of moments this year. I got a question for you. So what is it? He's 34, 35? 36. This is, 30, this is the mm-hmm. end of his deal. Would you be up for uh, Gomes Amaya again for next season? 
I wouldn't be. Uh, would you Would you be willing to give him a two another two year deal? I think. I'd do say they have an he, option for him next year? I think that they have a team if there, option. If there's next a team year. option, I'm I'm absolutely picking it up. Spot track yeah. would load for me. Um, but if I'm just saying, like, I'd be okay with him honestly for two more years, because you can always flip and make Amaya the main guy. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, so I don't mind. I don't mind what Gomes gives you, even as the backup. Well, the thing is, they brought him in here to be the backup, right? right? Pretty much, and he's played better than that for sure. But like, if Amaya emerges as your number one catcher next year, he has an option. Gary, see, some, yeah, I just see, iced tea all over so that's what I'm, I was saying. I couldn't get it pulled up, but um, yeah, so he has an option. So they could bring him back if they wanted to, and I think they sh- they should. And if yeah, like I said, if Amaya is your, he emerges as your number one catcher for next year, you would absolutely want a guy like Gomes as your backup. And then and then you see how honestly I just I'm I'm okay with two more years unless you see some massive drop off next year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been he's been that good. I'm just shocked how much I've enjoyed mm-hmm. watching. Yeah. Club option six million dollars for twenty twenty five. I mean, yeah. the six million I, I, you're taking that, it for. That feels like you do it. It's already pretty. done. He's. <laughs> it's already done. It feels like you're yeah. doing that. He's. I mean, he's done everything defensively that we expected, but the offense is what's been like kind of eye opening. I mean, there was a point in the year where he might have been the one of the hottest hitters on the team for at least a good one or two week stretch. Mm-hmm. He's mashed lefties all season, and again, like he's came through in a lot of big moments in terms of you know getting big hits and stuff even or he's even been parts of rallies that have started too he's been part of like a few days ago he had a leadoff double late in the game that led to the Cubs winning and them taking the lead and in, in, in winning so I just think that he's one of the more underrated players on this roster that no one wants to talk about when people think of the Cubs when the national media is thinking about the Cubs when the casual fans are thinking about the Cubs they're always going to say Nico Dansby Bellinger uh, you know, mm-hmm. Justin Steele, something like, but as far as position players, Jan Gomes is probably not even like the, you probably don't even say his name until like after the fifth or sixth one that you've named. Like he's severely underrated on this team. He's been everything the Cubs could have asked for and more. I mean, and he's been like basically one of those marginal players that the Cubs sign that has turned out to be way better than anyone expected. And that's what happened. Like when you get performances like that out of someone like him, that's how you go over the 77 yeah. win total. Uh-huh. Definition that, of that, underrated. Like, yeah. we talked yeah. about the underrated guys on the team the other day, mm-hmm. and we were naming them off. And it's not like Gomes it came out of— has to be near the top of the list if he's not at the yeah. top. Yeah. It's not like it came out of, like, nowhere. It's not like he hasn't had no. a good career. Like, he's had a good career, but, but what like are you expecting? <laughs> yeah, and, and you're paying him $6.5 million. Like, what yeah. are you expecting yeah. at 36? Right. Yeah, and I think uh, this also kind of came up when— um, I want to say it was the day that Barnhart got DFA'd. Um, and just in the, that press conference with Ross, with um, with Jan, like I think part of it is right now, like this is Gomes' team. Like he's he's taking like, – like he's got the mm-hmm. trust of everyone in the pitching staff. He is um, hitting well. It's like he's hitting like a league average hitter. Again, like that's – you're absolutely going to take that if you're the Cubs considering – what you kind of, the situation you brought Jan Gomes in last year, um, and so uh, yeah, Ross kind of said like this was this is Jan's team right now, and in a different in l- last year maybe Miguel Amaya is getting a lot of the run at the catcher right now, he's not. I think he has done a solid job behind the plate and definitely at the dish um, as 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 a backup catcher. And now that Tucker's gone, he'll probably get a little bit more run than he has. But in this 
in this push uh, they're trying to make right now, uh, it feels like Gomes is the guy they're going to – they want behind the plate more often than not mm-hmm. because he has surprised us a little bit with just how well he's done at the plate. But then he's also just – yeah, the soft factors, the, the defense back there, pitch calling, game calling, all that stuff. Like he's been – really good at that for the Cubs the, the last two years and I think that the trust is mostly in Jan Gomes to kind of if if there's anything that he that, that the catching position can do to keep this playoff push alive like well, Jan Gomes is going to be the one they have the trust in to get the most from that spot I yeah. think it is funny the Cubs have been able to find catchers pretty regularly the last decade plus I mean you think Montero, you think of Ross, you think of Contreras. Con- yeah, even even converting Contreras to catcher and then getting him uh, to become the player that he became, and then Gomes, Caratini, PJ Higgins was serviceable the time. Like they, Caratini is another good one, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they have been able. They've struggled to find a third baseman other than Aramis Ramirez and, and Chris, Chris Bryan, Bryan, obviously. <laughs> um, but outside of those two guys, you go back to like basically Ron Sano. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you stick Ron Say in the middle, but really it goes all the way back to, to Ron Sano. Third base has been a problem. And at times, other positions have been a problem. Catcher something the Cubs have been able to find somebody, and they've, they've found lightning in a, in a bottle or the fountain of youth or whatever you want to call it in Jan Gomes. Yeah. The, the, uh, I was going to say, people have been talking about Jan Gomes and high leverage moments at the plate, yeah. how it feels like he keeps he just consistently has been coming through. Uh, in 27 plate appearances in what Fangraphs is going into today and what Fangraphs considers high leverage. Uh, he's got a 990 OPS, 164 WRC+. Plus. He's hitting, was it, 409. Like, the, the eye test is matching what the stats are saying in those situations. 414 weighted on base average. Like, he's, he is coming up clutch in, in high leverage moments, and that's another reason why, outside of just what he brings behind the plate, like David Ross has his like, Jan Gomes has more than earned David Ross's trust to be the guy that's leading this team behind the plate right now. I'm sure there was at one point like they were hoping Miguel Amaya was going to be this guy this year, right? Like he yeah. when they were ready to compete again, Miguel Amaya was going to be the guy that's sitting behind the plate. That has you know that didn't work out in, you know until this year, but because Jan Gomes has done such a good job in what he's been asked to do, and, and even better probably than what he's been asked to do, like this is his. He's the guy. He's the guy. Long term, no, but he's the guy right now that they, and, that they and, want. And kudos to Amaya to becoming the player that he's become this season with the injuries that he's had to go it's through the in the last couple yeah. years. So it's not to say that Amaya hasn't uh, developed at the right rate. I mean, considering the injuries, it's amazing that he's even here. All right, let's get to let's get to the cold three one two. It's hot enough in here that I oh, don't yeah. want the ice cold three one two wheat ale to warm up a cold little enough. bit. I guess it's cold enough. It's cold enough. It's, cold it's enough. definitely cold enough. Now, there's been some discrepancy about the, the beer bat chug here. I like to judge. The, for the records, we're going to keep it the same because the integrity of the record books is what really is important in baseball. So I judge it by when the first sip of beer hits Cody's lips to when I see the last bit go, in, go down. Okay? We, we We've finally had got people some suggesting others, right? Other people are suggesting it should be from full bat on the table to empty bat on the table. Now, I was not aware that a whole beer didn't necessarily go in the beer bat, so it's just the beer bat chug. It's not necessarily 
a, a whole can beer bet. Yeah. I said this at the very beginning yeah, I didn't when we catch started that. doing the 16 yeah. ounce cans. I didn't say it. I didn't. I didn't, it. I didn't, I didn't know it, but uh, I swear I, I said it. it on the show. I, I don't know when you'd have to go back and find it, but I swear I said it. Like I did one full 16 ounce one, <laughs> and then almost mm-hmm. like died a little bit. Uh, that's dramatic. But All right, here we anyway. go. Let me get. Let my, we got any? Uh, got a lot of foam here, but who's whatever. thinking? Oh, baseball junkies calling for 11 seconds. Cody's already complaining about a lot of foam, but just think, just think about the story you'll have to tell people in Vegas. Yeah, I'm gonna go to Vegas. I'm gonna be like, you do beer, beer bats? No, really? And then you'll just say, what happens in the West Loop stays in the West Loop. <laughs> and then yeah. he'll be like, well, I just happened to have one on me, and pulls it out of his <laughs> pocket. Yeah, they're just gonna let me through the. They're gonna let me through the. Dorney the, Park calling for seven two with a. Wow, is that bold? That is bold. Wow. Yeah, do you think a beer bat a, a beer bat gets through security at O'Hare? Like maybe if you put in your check Absolutely. bag. But I'm not is sure. Had a beer bat in your pocket. Takes out the collapsible beer bat. Me. Says Corey. <laughs> All right, you ready? What's who's the dedication? Give oh. us the beautiful dedication. Today's beer bat. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to zig while everyone else zags because we're going to talk about this eventually. But today's beer bag goes to Jameson Tyon. I thought he was great today. And People aren't going to be happy about that it, one. And I think despite that one bad pitch, mm-hmm. that's a good sign for what's moving forward. And I care about the big pitcher more than what happened today. I thought he was great. Wow. So Big of you. And they big of win. me. Credit to me. All right? <laughs> and don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, all right, anyway. Jameson Tyone. That that is a uh, yeah. That is the dedication. And here's you're to looking you. at me like this moron. Here's to you, Jamo. <laughs> all right, here we go. And there it is. There's the beginning. There's the beginning. We got him in one second, two seconds, three seconds, four seconds, five seconds. Oh, no, not quite. Five. Halfway through, he's down to the barrel. He's at the top of the bat, and boom! I got him at nine eight three, just under ten. I mean, I'm yeah, like, Braggs and I are right on the same page. What like do you have? 10, 10 2, 4. That was the most accurate one I think I've ever done for Cody because normally I juice it for him. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we can. it's safe to say, judging all three, that it's probably right at 10 seconds. Maybe a we'll hair below. We'll take it. Wow. And take it? Very we'll nicely done. Right. Yeah. Mark First says, good job, Cody. Uh, I tried to wait for Barb. I know she had a doctor's appointment today. Uh, I hope that went well for Barb. Rachel says sub 10, so. Jack says under 10 and a half. Is always right. Under 10.5. Nicely done, Mr. Del Mendo. Uh, I got another question for you. You know, before we get to Tyone, who, you know, obviously was one of the bigger stories of the game, is anybody else starting to get just a tiny bit uncomfortable with how aggressive Nico is on the base paths? Or is that good? Are, are you all about it? I just know there's been so that today at third, third base, is that where it was? Oh, where he stole third? Where, yeah, he stole third, but it looked like it was basically because of a bad tag. The throw was there. Um, mm-hmm. He is pushing the limit. There, The amount of Nico Horner close calls on stolen bases or base running in the last week it, it's got to be at least five. I mean, he's, hey, pushing it to the edge. They're trying to get every run. Is it, is it making you uncomfortable? No. You're okay with it? Yeah, I, I'm also in the same way. It's not like the Cubs have other guys stealing bases on a regular basis. And I, obviously, I, I guess it's fine with me today because he was called safe. But I also like the aggressiveness. Uh, the Cubs, like... 
Nico's the first guy with 30 stolen bases since Tony Campana. Like, they haven't had a guy like this in a long time. Like, I like the aggressiveness. Now, what will bother me is if you're doing it in situations where costs you games, so as stealing bases when you're losing the game at the time, which sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. It just, to me, it depends on the situation. Normally, you want to steal bases when you have a lead. You want to get aggressive on the bases right. when you have a lead. and Like he went for the double in the ninth inning the yeah, other day. That, yeah. th- in that game, it was what, they were down one, and he was trying to push the limit, trying to get in a scoring position because mm-hmm. they only had – I think he already had one out in the game or one out in the ninth inning of that game. But, again, that was that was one where he saw the ball. When he hit it, he, he saw the ball go all the way down that first base line, and he thought he could get in the first, and they made a perfect throw yeah, that got yeah, him. It a guy was, that's never played that right yeah. field little – it was a perfect throw that got him. Wall sticking out. I, I would. I want Nico being that aggressive all the time. Yeah, I don't think you. I don't think you coach aggressiveness out of a guy like. And I'm not suggesting they do. Oh, I'm just yeah. telling you. I'm starting to get a little, no, <laughs> a little anxious. I, I also think. But I also think it's just we've seen so much less of that in however many years. Yeah. Like Tony Campana is the last Cub to steal 30 bases like that. That is the second Tony Campana mention <laughs> on this podcast. But, but what, I'm, what I'm saying is I like... I love bringing that up. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, but like, it just hasn't been around. Maybe that's why it's just not been like the Cubs MO right. for a while. But it's also like you have the smaller bases. You got the disengagement limits on pitchers. Now like there, there are factors from the rule changes that have made or maybe kind of rewarded more aggressive base running. And I think Nico, he's got speed. He's got instincts. He's got quickness. Like, he's got the ability to be a good uh, base runner, obviously, and we see it. Um, no, I don't think you're uncomfortable. I think it's just like – I think you'd more, more like you'd live with the fact that he's he's probably going to run himself out of the uh, off the bases at, at a few points, but you're obviously going to take that because of how – good he is at stealing bases how good he is at taking the extra base going first to third that kind of stuff i mean when you have a guy that's that aggressive you are gonna get some you are gonna get out on the bases a few times like that's just kind of what comes with it but i think you yeah i think you i think you live with that obviously because he's so good at it for he's so good at doing it a majority of the time i had less of an issue with with Nico ever being aggressive, because I like that kind of mentality, but when it's Jan Gomes trying to stretch it to second base, and I know he knocked in the go-ahead run. But like there will for, be no Gomes slander on this podcast today. Mr. I know, Bikes. but just ease up there, old man. We appreciate your contributions to this team, but stretching it to second there, that, that's where it's like, okay, that's not your, that's not your game. Yeah, I mean – Last year, the Cubs were really bad on the base pass, right? It felt like you were seeing them get thrown out all the time. This year, I don't feel like you see that a lot. And honestly, like, there were two outs in the inning, and you're at the bottom of the lineup after Gomes got that hit. I didn't mind them trying to both get into a scoring position there. Um, Obviously, if they go in the bottom inning and the Tigers somehow tie the game or take the lead, we probably think a little bit differently. But again, that's in hindsight, so whatever. I didn't. In that situation, I didn't mind Gomes trying to stretch it. Uh, can we take a look, uh, Braggs, at some of the super chats that have been coming in? Hello to everybody in the chat. We appreciate it. Hit the like button, please. Max, Max Stefan, 
Uh, he was at the game yesterday. So I'm in Detroit and they lose. Then I leave and they win. God doesn't want me in Detroit, I guess. Go Cubs. Thanks for the four ninety nine. Oh, There's another, no other reason to go to Detroit other than when the Chicago sports teams are there. So there you go. Johnny for mm-hmm. life. Five dollars super chat says, can we talk about the pure filth that Merriweather was throwing today? That's the best I've seen him throw this year. Nasty. Struck and I saw somebody else saying, hey, I'm almost ready to put Merriweather in it closer. Mm-hmm. I'm not shoving Al's like just because I love to see the tiger punch at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, but he's another guy that give credit to the Cubs for finding that has worked out. You know, for all the times we say this guy didn't work out, mm-hmm. Gomes has worked out. Merriweather took a little bit, but he's – He's been worth one, it. I mean, it took like one game, right? Like he yeah. had like yeah. one really bad outing. I'm not gonna say he didn't, but it was like he did. But he's been uh, he's been really good too. He's been awesome, man. I I love the future of the bullpen because you are you got Palencia in there who we've seen have ups and downs. Merriweather has been consistent. Obviously, Leiter's been consistent, and obviously Alzelay has been pretty good out of the out of the closer role and just in the bullpen in general. They still haven't again. They still haven't even brought up some of these other guys that they have down in Iowa that have a lot of upside. Injuries so, to Hughes and Hoyer, right? They've and Keegan Thompson being bad this, or yeah, basically being bad this year. Like, I mean, put those three guys in the bullpen. They, they have really, a lot of like the fact that some, that some of the guys that they had hoped were going to be good out of the bullpen didn't work out, and to see where it's at now, they kind of did exactly what I said they would do. It just it took them a while to figure it out. And, uh, you know, credit to them for figuring it out. But, yeah, Merriweather has been awesome all year, man. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to have a guy in the bullpen that can throw 100 because the Cubs have, haven't had one of those since Chapman uh, in 2016, right? So mm-hmm. to have that as your setup, man, on top of Palencia, who also can throw 100, and then you have Alzelay who just has the experience and has really gr- – like really – found a way to own the closer role multiple pitches that yeah. goes off the mix a little bit like that's that's exciting stuff and like i said once they get up, some of these other guys that are down in iowa that are that have a lot of upside up here probably yeah. next year you're feeling really good about what the potential of the cubs bullpen could be we're talking you know one of the top bullpens in baseball and you know yeah and that's i think friend of the program greg greg zumak as Ivy Futures on Twitter, yeah. uh, I think he tweeted out like this is why the Cubs need to take those kind of waiver claim minor league deal type of uh, of flyers, right? Like generally they claim Merriweather off waivers in January, um, and obviously saw him with some nasty stuff. He had dealt with some injuries and inconsistency, however many you know, the last few years. Um, but I mean, he's 31 too. He's not like some young guy that's just like just barely getting his first shot. Like he's he's dealt with some things, injuries and inconsistency, and the Blue Jays obviously put him on waivers. Cubs claimed him because they saw something in him, and if that they have for the most for most of this season, they have been able to just keep getting that like best stuff from Merriweather. Like they they figured out what works for him, and they just keep he keeps he keeps proving them right, and they keep just. Whatever they've done for him has been working, and that yeah. So I, I mean, I agree with what, like I said, what, what Greg Zumek said that like you make these kind of flyers. Not you know they're, they're obviously on the cheaper end, um, guys that have specific things that you feel like could work. 
uh, in specific situations. And if it doesn't work out, then you're not really, you know, you're not losing a whole lot if, if it doesn't work out. So yeah. um, that this is one of those instances where the the front office, the the scouts, the R and D people, they saw something in a guy like Julian Merriweather, felt it was the right decision to claim him off waivers, brought him in, and have figured out how to get him to be pitching like his best self for all, for most of this season, as you said earlier, Luke. Like it's it has been very impressive just to see what Merriweather's done. Uh, but it's also it, it's an impressive pickup, a scouting pickup that the Cubs saw and and decided was the right move to make. And they, Mayweather's proven them right. Yeah. Uh, I I 100% agree. Now we are going to talk about Drew Smiley. We're going to talk about Jamison Tyone. Did David Ross leave him in too long today? We'll discuss all those things in just a second. But I want to know: Are you in the market for a new vehicle? A lot of people are these days. If you are, we have some great news for you. Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Fox Lake just joined the CHGO team at Ray Chevy Dodge Jeep and Ram. You'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and find unforgettable savings. And right now during the Make This Summer event at Ray Chevy Dodge Jeep and Ram in Fox Lake, you'll be able to take up to 20% off MSRP and select new 2023 Ram 1500 models. Yeah, maybe you're thinking the interest rates are a little bit too high. That's not the case at Ray, Chevy, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Because right now through the 31st of August, you're able to get limited time, 0% financing for 72 months on select new models. So if you're in the market for a new vehicle, then you have to check out the team at Ray, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram because they are the only team we recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, visit Ray, Chevy, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram only in Fox Lake or Ray, Chevy, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram.com today. Serving the community since 1963. Is that Ray CDJR.com? CDJR, yeah. Dot com, there you go. CDJR. Just making sure that they don't put the whole thing in the URL. I believe it is CDJR for the website, yes. I used to live close to Fox Lake, so you can go check that out and then also check out, like, Fox Lake itself. It's a great, great place. I've heard good things. Yeah, uh, fun times. Yeah, I've also heard good things about uh, having a nice ice-cold one at Hooters, your spot to catch <laughs> all the games this season. Step I can tell you personal experience that the, the good things. Ice-cold. Good things. Um, <laughs> Hooters, your spot to catch all the games this season. Step up to the plate for the world-famous wings. Delicious seafood, stacked sandwiches, salads, and more. Tons of great beer specials and $6 drinks all day, every day. Check out the seafood specials, $19.83 for a pound a pound of crab legs and great prices on buffalo and steamed shrimp. Hooters celebrating 40 years in business all year long. So in honor of that great anniversary, on the 4th of every month, Hooters is hosting throwback events, bringing the 80s back with 83-cent wings. You heard me, 83. 83. They have other great specials, too. The next one coming up, September 4th. Don't miss it from our friends at Hooters. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Jameson Tyone has a no-hitter going. Through five innings. We asked for uh, three innings, four innings. He exceeds that. He's got the no-hitter going, and all of a sudden. I asked for more than three or four. I just said, hey, three or four, just like Smiley. Give me you, three or four. But you, you wanna, you're the one that wants to I'm run a low this bar bullpen guy. I'm a low-bar guy. Yeah, you're trying to burn he's, the he's bullpen. He's trying to run the bullpen into the That's ground. That's right. I'm a low-bar guy. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, poof, we went from no-hitter to 4-4 four, four game. Yeah. Now, some will say that's the fault of Greg Braggs. 
He walked over and, you know, <laughs> it was that. a 4 nothing game, and we had a no-hitter going. Braggs comes over and says, oh, no-hitter? And we look around and we say to ourselves, first of all, Braggs, how could you say that? You just jinxed the whole thing. And then, and then on top of that, the next thing we know, the game is tied. The game is tied. Are you going to lie here on this post-game show to our, all our loyal uh, viewers? Don't let the you facts get in the way of a good story. That's true. We are That's letting true. the facts get in the way of a good That's story. So, Cody, are true. you going to defend me here? Okay. I, so, Braggs, he, he, he yelled at me for thinking that I wasn't defending him earlier. I will stick up for my guy, Greg Braggs, here. What Luke just said was complete and utter bullshit. Ah, not yep. true. Ooh, not, uh, not complete Not true. Was the game 4 nothing when Mr. Braggs Outside came of over? That. Outside was of there a no-hitter when Mr. Braggs came over? He, I walked over, did Five not know it was four, a no-hitter. But what happened was... Four minutes later, it was tied. The no-hitter was... Go- he came over when the no-hitter happened, and then, Luke, you said something along the lines of... I don't care if he gets a, a no hitter or not, and then that's when shit. Well, fell I said apart. no well, that, hitter. That doesn't feel like that doesn't feel like uh, superstition. You put like, you no, put out the energy. Right? No, that's not yeah. superstition. That's bad karma. That's it's what bad I, karma, yes. I don't care if he doesn't. Want. He didn't say he didn't say he doesn't want him to get it. But I will also say that Braggs came over and said, "I need this game to slow down," and, and it, it did happen. It did happen. So, it him. did slow down. Oh, I see. <laughs> I can't protect right you there, Brad. That's what happened. I didn't I say I didn't want the no-hitter. I just needed it to slow down a touch because we had Blackhawks sitting in this beautiful studio you guys are sitting in. Right, yes. And it, we got to keep things in order. Then you guys went off the rails. You too, Ryan. Not just Luke. <laughs> the real Both facts. of you were like, I don't care. And then you bring it up. No, he said he didn't care. Luke said he didn't care about no-hitter. Ryan said no-hitter. and then I just said he was throwing a no-hitter. Yeah, and I was like, what are you guys doing? And you were like, ah, it doesn't matter. He's not going to throw like it anyway. Cinder said he wanted the game to slow down first. Luke said it apparently on the telecast. I just like to say that I didn't say anything Shameful. at all. All right. So Cody one might was, say I still manifested the win. Cody was there in his slides, just talking, hoping for a beer. Freaking bat sweating it out in the sweaty freaking studio because it's hot as fuck. Here's here's yeah, what's happening in the chat. <laughs> You know, you win. You win six to four. You win the series. Sure, Bragg's ruined the no hitter and mm-hmm. and the four nothing lead. But Chris Pegarero points out for four ninety nine. When do you think Alcantara is going to get called up? Which is more likely, twenty twenty four or twenty twenty five? We always got an eye on the future. Always, oh, got always an eye. one eye on the future. future. Twenty twenty four, maybe. What's, what's Slaughter? I think twenty twenty five is. When now. is Slaughter getting about called up? Jerry what's wants Slaughter to know. Do? Yeah, when is oh, Slaughter getting called? What did Slaughter do? Tell everybody. Next mm-hmm. question. Anyway, um, Tyone, we were talking Tyone, about Tyone. Did he Tyone. come out? Did he come out too late? In my opinion, can, can I, which definitely not a universal opinion, no. Okay. I think that was his last batter. I think, um, I think he, considering he had the five no hit innings, he came out. He gave up three three hits. He did in nine pitches. Two of them, at least one of them, is for sure a cheapie. A second one, you can argue it. So he he didn't in that inning. It wasn't like he was giving up a bunch of hard contact right. or or extra base hits. He loaded the bases on three singles, a couple of them cheapies. He got the next two guys out, two of their best hitters out. Um, and he struck one of them out, and then got Torgelson yes. to was it Green he struck out, got Torgelson yes. to pop out to Hap in shallow left field, so couldn't even bring a run in. I understand the argument that. Maybe he should have been taken out. I can see where people are coming from. In my opinion, that was his that was his last batter. He has to execute on that batter. Even if he gives up a single that gives up two runs and 
and it's still a 4-2 game at that point. Ross brings in, go, that's his last batter, so Ross takes him out. At least he still have the lead. Giving up the grand slam was absolutely worst case scenario. Giving, giving uh, who was it, Carpenter, uh, pitch to hit out of the park is not executing the pitch. But as, as I just kind of said, like, at some point, players have to execute and perform. Like, it can't always be David Ross's fault when a guy doesn't perform in the spot that he needs to perform. And I, again, I understand why people say, especially in hindsight, that he should have been taken out. In my opinion, that was the guy that Tyone needed to get out. He had struck him out twice earlier in the game. Okay. Didn't, the guy didn't look good against Tyone earlier in the game. And he, the worst-case scenario absolutely happened. Obviously, fortunately, the Cubs should were able to pull out the win. But, like... I don't, I don't disagree with leaving him in there. I will say I don't agree with Rucker being the next guy up and pitching in a tie game. Yeah, I, I, I was more I, mad I about that, that way. than I was. I, I Sean, when Sean's saying the infallible David Ross, Sean keeps coming at me for def- being the biggest David Ross defender or some for some reason, which I know. Um, I would agree with Corey that I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not a, I, David, a major I, David Ross defender. I, I hear what you're saying. I agree with I, w- I agree with Corey in that I think. Knowing his past history, it would have been okay to have somebody at least up faster and ready by the time the bases got loaded so that he wasn't throwing to the lefty there. That is that is maybe hindsight for me, although I was wondering well, how long are they going to take to this, get somebody up there. This is how I feel about it, all right? If Tyone had been shaky this entire start, then yeah, perhaps they should have had someone up in the fifth inning. He... In- he, or in the sixth inning, I mean. Yeah. If he had entered the too. sixth, he if he had entered the sixth inning with that, with like some shaky moments of the game, sure. He entered the sixth inning today with a no hitter, bro. All right, and a four run lead. It's not like it was one or two to nothing. It was four to nothing. Your bullpen's been getting used way too much lately, and he was rolling, man. What happened in that sixth inning? I I was honestly in shock. And then the home run put me even more shocked, right? So for me, in a rare occurrence, I actually agree with Ryan about something. I uh, think that yeah. mark that down. I Greg. think that in hindsight, doesn't yeah, have, doesn't have I think that I think that in hindsight it looks bad for sure. In hindsight, Absolutely. it looks bad, but so I'm saying you I entered the, the sixth argument. inning with a four nothing lead. You gave up three straight singles and then you strike out the you strike out Riley Green and you got Tor- Torkelson to pop Easy out. Pop you, so you had the base load with two outs with a four nothing lead in the sixth inning with a tax bullpen. And okay, what's his name? Carpenter hits the grand slam. Like that was the worst possible outcome that could have happened. Now I will say I think a lot of people were mad that they didn't have anyone up earlier in the That's bullpen. That's another one. I, I, and I, yeah. And I think that perhaps maybe you get someone up a little bit earlier because he was coming to the end of his start anyway. The pitch count was high. Correct. Sure. That's so what I'm saying. Like, if you get someone up with two guys on, yeah. sure. But I still does, that still doesn't mean that I wanted Tyone to come out. I wanted Tyone to finish the inning, to be honest with you. You wanted him to face the lefty there with I the I did, the yeah, because juiced. it was four to zero. If it yeah. would have been one or two to zero or something like that, sure. If it would have been first and third, I might have felt that way. But once if, the bases and were if he, loaded. And yeah. if he had struggled the entire start, 
again, he entered the inning with a no hitter. I, yeah. I again, if if he had struggled the entire start to get through, then perhaps, yeah, I would be a little bit more on the end of maybe they should have pulled him earlier. But he was. Th- this was one of his better starts that we've seen from him all season. That unfortunately we're just gonna remember about him giving up the grand slam. All right, because it was the biggest pitch he threw. Right, and he can't throw that pitch there. And like, I said on pregame, part he did pitch well, but you can't load the bases mm-hmm. a- against a bad team. And then when they give you the confidence to leave you in there, you can't throw well, that. For pitch. sure, yeah. yeah. And I'm not again. I'm that, not. That's saying, that's the clear. problem. Is like execution is right the problem and. Yeah, again, I understand the, the 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 saying that Ross should have taken him out because that's that's not an invalid argument when someone I think Mr. Krabs, who I think is Shane actually, mm-hmm. Mr. Krabs in our Discord is telling me that Rucker maybe could have came in there. I am trusting Jameson Tyone in that spot, in, in, with the context of what happened in that game. I am trusting him in that spot, ten out of ten times over right. Michael Rucker. Like, if it was if a he's later, guy, it's I another spot in. where another small spot in the season where you look and go. Man, it'd been nice to have Hughes there for one batter yeah. mm-hmm. to face go. a lefty. Like sure. that's, that's the thing. It's just a perfect example of mm-hmm. again deadline, no lefty specialist. You've got lighter, but you can't pitch the guy every single day. Right. Hughes injury has been and a big he deal this season. Twenty five pitches on Monday, lighter in that ninth inning to get the save on Monday. That's a lot. Twenty five pitches. Like he was probably down. Right. I just um, Shane I, wanted I get, Merriweather. Well, Rucker was the first guy he mentioned. Mr. If, Krabs. It's li- if, they're, Krabs. if Tyone would have been able to go into the seventh or eighth inning, something like that, then, yeah, you bring in Leiter or Merriweather. But it was the sixth inning, and, again, your bullpen has been used a lot lately because Smiley struggled the other night. You haven't, you haven't, haven't had a lot of deep yeah. – you haven't had a lot of deep starts out of anyone. Even Steele has not gone more than six innings over the last handful yeah. of starts. Like – it's it's to me it's one of those things that when you especially when you lead four to nothing and you're playing a bad team like I'm willing to 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 test it there especially in that type of game if it's a playoff game totally different totally different scenario if it's a playoff game we're talking about a game in Detroit here in a playoff race where yeah you're trying to win games but given the circumstances of the bullpen and the fact that Tyone was was incredible for five innings. I'm willing to test it. Yeah. I got a so, question for you. Uh, would you rather, as Sylvie likes to call it on ESPN 1000, would you rather have Tyone pitch there with the bases loaded to the left-handed hitter, which he struggled against lefties, right? Or would you rather have Drew Smiley for that one huh. batter, huh. having not started the night before but be in the bullpen? I choose death. At least it would have made I, sense. I, well, no. I, well, I, I'm, I'm Drew Smiley. curious. If you had that in choice, forget, forget that Smiley <laughs> pitched yesterday. Yeah. Would you rather if you had that opportunity right there? I mean, I know that I want Hughes in that spot, but if Smiley were in the bullpen for that because you gave somebody else that start, would you have gone to Smiley there, or would you have rather left JMO in there? I still keep still keep him I, in. <laughs> I still keep Tyon Corey's message. I still keep Tyon in that <laughs> one. One because we know that Drew Smiley has had his obvious struggles against lefties this Corey year. Corey says he'd rather take a bullet. Yeah. yeah let's um, not go that far. Well, we, Come on now. Yeah, Admittedly, a, I'd, be, I'd like to join Corey, too. That is the Corey's. <laughs> but, we can both take bullets. <laughs> but, yes, like I said, like, Drew Smiley has had his struggles against lefties, and we know that. So yeah. I probably wouldn't go lean. I probably wouldn't lean to put him in there in, in, a, in a bases loaded situation. I'm still going J-Mo. I'm still okay. going Tyone at that point. 
Nick right. Madrigal supporter says Anthony K. That's a hot take. Oh. You want a hot take? Yeah. Today is a day to wear your shady rays, man. Anything you can to cool off, and just wearing shady rays makes you cooler just by looking good. I mean, tell like me this. Tell me, do right I look here. good? Do I look good with these that, on? Well, yes. It's yeah, cool. That is cool right there. I, like I can, someone, right there. I can see in the monitor. Okay. You look like someone that right. supports everything that David Ross says, Ryan. According to most of this chat, that's true. Hashtag vibes. I so. um, Hashtag vibes. Either way, take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn, durable frames, and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's what you get with Shady Rays, and that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays of confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact. From building playsets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS the outdoor adventure of a lifetime, Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized shades. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Bingo. And another time you're going to be wearing them, and I'll be breaking them out on Friday. The CHGO kickoff classic at Cog Hill is almost here. We will be riding with Goose Island Beers. We'll be at Cog Hill. Pins and Aces gear. 9 a.m. Uh, shotgun start. 18 holes with a cart. The exclusive CHGO Pins and Aces golf towel. I got my CHGO Pins and Aces polo, which will be available if you want to buy yourself a mulligan. Uh, I don't know if I gave that away or not, but it's going to be available. Uh, whole contest, giveaways, prizes, lunch, drinks, ceremony after the round. Plus... Those that signed up that are diehards got the diehard discount. The diehard discount also is available on all of our merch all of the time. So when you sign up at All CHGO to become a diehard, the great thing is you get access to all of Ryan's content at allchgo.com. You get all the articles that Braggs and Hogue and everybody, everybody else is writing on Bears content. You get Gottlieb writing about the Bulls. Mm -hmm. All of our stuff is available to the diehards. You get a 20% discount on all the merch we sell all the time, and all of our events and takeovers all come at a discount to you. Plus, the magic diehard card, which you throw down, probably gets your gas at half price, but I can't confirm that. Get you in the bar. Get you in the bar, and might get you gas half price at some places. Might. Yes, and discounts on our upcoming tailgates for football season. Stay tuned for some big announcements there this week. Robbie says it's 110. I didn't know if that that was a Goose Island read or a Pins and Aces read or a Die Hard At first, because you didn't know where I was going. I'm throwing it all out there. I like to to spray to all fields (laughs) and get our our sponsors all taken care of. (laughs) One fell swoop. Uh, Cody, uh, speaking of one more swing, do you have a DraftKings uh, pick of the week for us before you go to Vegas, baby? Cody's going to Vegas today. 
Oh, yeah. Listen, college football starts this weekend, and, like, my arm hair, just me saying that out loud gets me all giddy. I'm all – my arm hair is standing straight up, guys. Uh, week zero. You got Navy and Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame finally has a quarterback. Uh, week zero, the spread is 20 and a half. Listen, man, I'm not a Notre Dame hater, but they, they just – they never, like, live up to expectations. I know Navy was bad last year, but 20 and a half for week zero, new quarterback, I, like, I just – I don't see it. Give me, give me Navy to cover the 20 and a half and just, like, hang around a couple touchdowns. God, Hell yeah. What's happening? Oh, Braggs is a, is a Notre you, Dame guy. When you guys go to places I don't like, I just know I can mute you, and I'm like, man, <laughs> I just I should do his it. His finger starts twitching a little me, bit. Big of me to not mute Credit you guys to you, when you as make Cody me says. Mad. Well, Braggs, unfortunately, you know that I'm right about this. Corey's trying to get banned from the chat. <laughs> I'm I had no idea do. you were a Notre Dame guy. Yeah, Notre, Notre Dame, Dame guy. Fo- Notre Dame. He fo- likes Notre Dame football, and unfortunately, Boy, likes beautiful, Purdue basketball. Beautiful campus. Don't Jeez. like the football team. I'd rather him just like Notre Dame everything. That way we wouldn't have to fight each other during basketball season. Oh, I'd fight I'd fight you. Let's go. If you were Notre Dame everything. <laughs> <laughs> I could care less about Notre Dame. I do think that their fan base is a little ridiculous because uh, they haven't won shit in a while, but mm. whatever. Anyway, give me the na- give me Navy mm, plus twenty and a half Saturday. Even oh. though even though you're slandering, I just like that you're giving away college football picks. That oh, gets yeah, me baby. excited. Bob Davies not We're walking back. through that door right We're now. We're gonna start the day one and zero on Saturday. I'll be fly- I'll be coming back from Vegas when that game's being played, but whatever. <laughs> uh, all right, very nice. Like the, like the pick. Very nicely done. Uh, we got a, just a couple minutes left here before we have to get out of here because Law has been yelling at us to get out of here. Uh, <laughs> Screaming. Who you got? Who did you have? Who do we have for who you got tonight? I had a little belly action. I think. Belly was good. Yeah, say I had the early lead. Say I had the early uh, lead. Belly was in the conversation. Uh, I would say it's probably Candyman. Yeah, Candyman had. I know he had the RBI, double, RBI that got the Cubs on the board mm-hmm. early in the game. He did walk also once and score a run. Hap did score the game-winning run. Just saying. But he got on an error. It shouldn't have been an error. That was they, they uh, ended up changing. He has a hit according to MLB.com. Oh, did they? Yeah, they changed it. He's got a hit. Huh. They don't the re, they don't score the run without Ian Happ starting a rally. I'm just saying. <laughs> Runs win games. Oh boy! Oh boy! Mm-hmm. I, I think we give it to Corey. Do we have, I think we have a couple super chats that we may have uh, yeah. scooted past. Let's see. Uh, we got Did the Alcantara one. Junkie? Here's baseball junkie. Ten bucks. The resiliency this club has to keep coming back from getting hit in the jaw in multiple games. Lately, with a W as a gift I haven't seen on the north side since 2018. Horrible for the BP. CHGO equals hashtag GOAT. Baseball junkie, you're too kind. Baseball junkie is now the GOAT. Uh, Michael says, for $2, been saying all year, Cubs win when they run. So he likes Nico Horner running. Mm -hmm. I saw that Chris earlier says that uh, I butchered his name Mm. in the chat. Pagero. It must be Tris. Tri- is it Tris oh, then? Here we go. No, I apologize, Chris. I. <laughs> how, how do you pronounce it? Pagero. Pagero. Mr. Pagero, I apologize. And your next super chat will be a free read. The twins are in the painful. top of the tenth right now. Pagero. 
And Beautiful. Apparently, apparently they just grounded into a double play. Um, well, congrats to Corey on who you got. Uh, Corey's happy. Jordan Wicks. Yeah, Jordan Wicks. Mm. Is he going to start? Is that, you know, everybody saw a scratch from his start. Now, is that just a little rest for him? He, well, he did throw a bullpen, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they're trying to line him up for something else, maybe a little Sunday action? Well, so, yeah, so I, I would doubt I would doubt he would, even not if tomorrow. they were call him up, he wouldn't pitch tomorrow. So I, yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, it could be. I know we had the, the you know, the, the game notes. We had the probables for the next series today, mm. and it had – Drew Smiley pitching Sunday. Right, which had the pregame chat a little. People angry. Sizzly. A little little bubble there. Starting to simmer. I had my conspiracy theory that Brian gave us a conspiracy theory. You said opener. It was a good good conspiracy theory. Well, you could still have Smiley and opener and then bring in Wicks. Sure. Yeah, so I I don't know. Wicks, Wisniewski, the WWs. Uh, Tommy Birch, right, is one report saying that it is not injury related. Yep. So. Brennan Davis to South Bend. According to the chat. Yeah, the chat says. Saw that. Yeah, I didn't see that. Chat never lies, obviously. So. Uh, oh, the Twins just took the lead. Let's go. Or a gap is Pagaro back. Let's go. Twins lead 7-6. to six. I swear Earth. to God. I think these, someone says the Marlins also they, they, they blow this. Twins score. If they blow this. Or the Marlins are losing it. right now. Mm. Come on. Hey, while we're rooting for the Twins, which doesn't happen here that often, uh, get fitted out with the best sports gear around, hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between from our friends at FOCO. We're heating up for a playoff race here at CHGO. Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. And when football season gets here, they've got the much-awaited hoodie. Always important for that Lake Breeze. Set decorations right here. Beautiful and donated. A couple of great pieces for our sets. We love them. Check out FOCO.com. Click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. And by the way, <laughs> did we mention A, Tony Campana, one of the last Cubs to uh, steal 30 bases? That's the third time on this podcast. And also, Cody Big is going three. to Vegas tonight. I don't know if we forgot to mention that. Did we mention Cody's going to Vegas? We did. And he's packing Vegas. some sunny side. Just don't tell TSA. Yeah, don't tell the airport. Uh, Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your summer, a one-stop shop for all your cannabis needs. No matter where you are in your cannabis journey, easy online ordering and in-store pickup, and they have a great transparent loyalty program, Sunnyside Rewards. Some of the favorites out there include Mindy's, which is the best tasting gummy and chocolate edibles created by James Beard Award winning chef Mindy Siegel and Cresco Labs. Good News, which is a a gummy with a or a rechargeable vape pen and carp. Perfect for great moments with the crew. Got other ones like Cresco, High Supply, uh, Wonder, a lot more. So through August, head to sunnyside.shop and use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order one use per customer, not stackable with other promotions. That's not only for new customers. Anyone can use the code. You can use it more than once too. Like I've already, I've already have friends who've told me they've used it multiple times. So wow. check it out. Pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois Med card holder. Very nicely done. Bear, Thank you. Bears fan man said Cody's going for a side gig of Elvis impersonator <laughs> with Why? the hair. With the hair. With the hair. Uh, by it the way, stands up like it was earlier today. Oh, 
Listen, I have great hair, man. I don't I'm not know. saying you don't. I'm just saying I, kinda, I could kind of see it. Okay. That's the first time I ever noticed it. We've got 83 likes. Not enough. Please get us to 100 before the we hair. get out of here. Uh, also, you, before the, we get out of here, yeah. you hear about Shohei Otani. Yeah, I saw that he came out of the game mid-at-bat, right? Does that Something decrease like that. $200 million dollars off the contract? With the trainer. I I mean, let's just <laughs> not all... Not good for hey, my who you got. Let's just hope it's nothing. <laughs> She's yeah. a who you got. Let's the, just for, hope for it's baseball. nothing. Future Cub or not, yeah. let's hope it's nothing because... Right. Man, you don't want to. Yeah, I know he dealt with something. Was that 21 um, down the stretch where they kind of had him stop pitching? As long as it's they, nothing. They should stop him pitching right now. Their games mean nothing. As long if as I were him, I'd be like. But yeah, exactly. But as long agent, as it's right? nothing and it's precautionary, then I'll spread a bunch of rumors that it's more than just precautionary <laughs> right. to drive the price down. Right. Big of you, Braggs. Well, well that's not, it's actually pretty shady of me, but it's shady. That's what we Much do like here how he shady tried to blame me for Jameson Tyone's grand slam. Uh, but, but I digress. Yeah. Anyways. You blame me, too. So do you want, uh, you want Wicks? You, you... I, this is, and I think a lot of people in the chat are like this, too. I am at a point where Smiley's been bad enough to where yeah. I'm just willing to see anyone get a shot. Do I expect Jordan Wicks to come out there and get shelled? No. Do I expect Jordan Wicks to go out there and throw seven shutout innings of five-hit ball or something like that? No. I'm optimistic that he can give us somewhere in the middle of that. Yeah. They just need someone to be able to go out there and keep them in a game, honestly. And, again, I do think that if if Jordan Wicks can can start for you, then you put Smiley back in the bullpen, and you do have that left-handed reliever. And honestly, not necessarily today would I have brought him in that situation that you asked earlier, Luke, mm-hmm. but in other situations, perhaps, it would. I would feel better about it than, you know, anyone not named Mark Leiter Jr. out of the bullpen. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's, that's kind of where I'm at with that. I, I think that Wicks is someone who has a high upside. The Cubs clearly believe in him. They took him with the first pick in the draft in 2021. Let's see what he's got, man. Mm-hmm. He's a young dude who's had plenty of success in the minors. Like, why not? There, uh, and well, there I, is a spot on the 40-man form, too. Yeah, there's, there's, there's room. I think there's two yeah. open spots. Um, I mean, like I said in the pregame show when we found out that Wicks had been taken out of his start, and here you go, chat. Uh, I don't think that Drew Smiley should start again. When we, mm-hmm. when we found out that Drew Smiley was mm-hmm. starting again, I was I disagreed with it. I still do disagree with it. So if it is Wicks, all, the only thing I said at pregame was like I don't know, or may, I might have said it last night. Like I don't know who the answer is because there is no clear answer. Uh, if it's Wicks that gets the shot, absolutely. I want to. You, you want you obviously want to see him do well and like you know have success in his first run in the big leagues, especially in a playoff race. Yeah. If it is Wicks, it's Wicks. I I, I just I I'm. Yes, I don't think Drew Smiley should start anymore, especially after this last one yesterday. If it's going to be Wicks, I'm intrigued to see how he does, if it's going to be him. Yeah. We yeah. all agree. We all agree. That's the move. Yeah. It's somebody other than Smiley next time around. If that's Wicks, great. God. I'm good for the vibe of Wicks. I'm, uh, somebody in the chat just said they're hoping for PCA before they play the Brewers secretly. I think it's more September 1st, but... Hey, never know. Never know. He tried to get the vibes up. Uh, Nick Madrigal supporters started this Lil Ross thing. Everyone's calling me Lil Ross now. I don't like it. I'm sorry, man. Considering we've both been on the Nick Madrigal train all season. That's true. You guys are Madrigal brothers. He's coming at me. You're the Mags brothers. He's coming at me. Yeah. Anyway. 
Well, he's very inconsistent in the chat, if that makes you feel any better. Sometimes when things that he always screams about in the chat don't go his way, <laughs> he doesn't show up for post-game. But when things that do make him happy do happen and he wants to come yell at us about it, then he does show up. So uh. one might say the guy is kind of flaky. So Twins, <laughs> twins, twins. Freaking twins is all I see in there. Twins, twins, twins. Hey, what I do see it's is up to 102, just like the yep. temperature. We thank everybody in the live chat for the thumbs up on the way out. Uh, and everybody that joined, make sure you subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube page. We've got over 35,000 now. We'd like to start heading towards 36. Those of you that are coming on Friday, the diehards that are going to be at the CHGO Kickoff Classic, looking forward to meeting you. Teeing some up at beautiful Cog Hill. Tomorrow's podcast against the Pirates will be a first first time ever. The Corey Ryan show will be here for post game tomorrow after the Cubs beat the Pirates. Will there be a arm wrestling match? The question is, who's doing the beer bat? Corey is. Oh, yeah. Who's, who's doing, doing the beer, the beer bat? bat? Braggs, are you here hey, for Bragg, that? are you producing? Nope. I'll be on Bears, and if I will not be. What? Wait a minute. I think, wait a minute. I think Joey might be back. Oh. I think Joey might Maybe be back. Joey Maybe Joey would, would Joey return for right. a beer bat, bite the can, and chug it down that like way again? Like did that one time? Yeah. The saber tooth? Yeah. Let's see it. I well, think it might be Joey producing. Someone's got to ask Corey Joey. Corey told me this story the other day about he was once a young Theo Epstein, and now I'm seeing it yeah. here with this. Worked prof- in the Yankees organization. Right, this mm-hmm. profile to throw it around now with under Cashman. I'm seeing it yeah. there. In the I don't know. Some are saying picture. that the Corey and Ryan show may be the show of the year, so make sure you're here for that. <laughs> I, I didn't say it, but some some have said that. I would say Cody's going to be in, Joey. He should, he should have Cody's to do the gonna beer Cody's going to be bat. at the Vegas well, Bowl with no pants on. Either way, he should have to do a beer bat. <laughs> Just his initiation yeah. back into the club, he should have to do a beer bat. Oh, uh, God. Just the way you said yeah. That's uh, perfect. What about the intern, Craig says? Hey, Emma did do a real, she did a really 20, nice 20, job. 20 yeah. seconds it's last a nice time. job. Yeah, Emma, you know, she's not here now, but, you know, you could ask. You never know. All right. It's all about whoever, the whoever the Whoever the producer is. If I can find a bat or, you know, if I have to, just for – Content and for vibes, Take it like if I can just do oh, a video, video it in, video it in, yes. I may have a bat, but like you know, I doubt there's a beer bat out there. Actually, Vegas style? Who knows? It's Vegas. There's but, probably Vegas. You could do yeah. something wild. But I, I can, I can, I can chug a beer for you guys if you, if you absolutely need me to. The next right. time you'll see Cody Del Mendo, he's gonna have a face tattoo just like Mike Tyson. <laughs> Cubs let, win six stop, to four. Let's stop the presses though, because Cody still has beer in his bat. I'm looking oh, did it finally come what? down? Yeah, I'm looking oh, at it. Oh, there was a ton a minute, of freaking wait, foam. Wait a minute, the clock yeah. is still there going. Go. Uh, there it is. There it is, 1.22. So yeah, it's 1.22. So that's as Again, fast as one ever right there. It was foam, folks, all right? all right? So that's my... Traffic's picking up. All right. Traffic's picking Traffic's up. Traffic's picking up. That sounds it's getting like hotter by the minute. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast. We will see you Thursday if you're Corey and Ryan. We'll see you back here for Brewers, by the way, or at the golf outing, too. Thanks for watching. We appreciate all of you. See you next time. Fly the W.